from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you again for tuning in again. And this is episode number 188, Lies and Deception, How the Wall Street Journal is Feeding You Bullshit About France. Before I go any further, I would just very much like to send a thank you out to the country of South Africa. Your support is very appreciated. Thank you for listening. I came across, um, I don't, I don't have a lot of time. I'm a really busy guy and I don't normally have a lot of time to spend watching YouTube videos, but I had, I had to have some downtime between what I was doing. So I was basically channel surfing and, um, uh, video flipping through, um, YouTube and I came across this one, and I instantly looked at the title, and it reeked of the, the the smell was so bad you could smell it, although it's a video on a TV screen. It stunk that bad. Um, it was obvious clickbait, and it had the title, <clears throat> I'm pretty close to it, uh, was something like, why are the French citizens causing so much trouble? And I looked and I said, oh, God. So this is obviously a straw man argument. This is, um, yeah, this is what's known as a logical fallacy. But it, what surprised me was, and didn't surprise me that much, but it did surprise me to a certain extent was that this is coming from the Wall Street Journal. And I thought, oh, God, really? I mean, you guys really are, you guys are really digging and or pulling the low-hanging fruit today, aren't you? This is so mind-numbingly stupid and just deceptive. And I thought about it, and so what I wanted to tell you, I had my own idea to flip this thing on its head, because the Wall Street Journal is, I just, they're just awful in just so many ways. They're really bad. If you, you know, this is not, this is not where you go to as a bastion of any kind of truth, okay? This is like one of the last fucking places you would go to would be the wall street journal but having said that but this is going to an all new level of low because they are lining up like their oligarchic masters have instructed them to and they fall in line and they may have different lines sometimes they do have different lines but this one was just really bad and it was just so um transparently <laughs> Um, corporate is just unreal. And, um, anyway, so that's what I want to talk about. 
we, you know, sometimes I, I get sources from what to talk about all the time, and sometimes they're just mine. And this one's just mine. This one came from me, and I just uh, recently, I just did, um, I did a broadcast, um, I believe it was number 185, we're talking about France and what's going on there, so feel free, if you wish, to just peel on back a few episodes to that one, and um, that will further um, enlighten you on that situation. But, um, yeah, the way this accusatory, self-fulfilling, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it, it strikes the intelligence very hard of anyone who's reasonably perceptive. Um, and other than that, it just reeks of stupidity. So it's that, it's the one-two punch of one, it's just the most the most blatant um, straw man statement you could imagine with the second punch of, yes, well, why are you reacting that way? <laughs> just So, I, you know, I just, God damn, I just said, well, all right, well, I'll lay this out here again and see what you guys think of this. Um, because I got a feeling that uh, maybe some of you will, laugh with me or i don't know maybe cry as any kind of objective journalism or thought just continues to spiral down which is exactly what they what the oligarchs want this in you know a society incapable of thinking anything other than the narrative that they're preached to but I try. That's what I try to do for you. And maybe well, a few of you out there might be scratching your chin when this is done and saying, well, you know, I don't agree with what he's saying, but he does have a point here and he has a point there. Or maybe you'll think I'm crazy as cornflakes. I don't I don't know and I don't I don't really care. <laughs> I do care, but I'm not going to care to the point where I'm going to placate to anyone i'm just gonna say what you know i believe is true and anyway this attempt at um just cajoling at least amongst americans in their in their <laughs> extremely provincial bovinish I don't even know if that's a damn word or not in their cow-like determination to never think outside the box about anything and so you got these these slick guys on the outside and they say well yeah it's like uh gee what what's wrong with you frenchies you got it good and you know he just wants to amongst other things um you know raise the retirement by a year or so uh, well, why are you up in arms and striking and acting so crazy like it's the end of the world? Well, there's a reason for that. And so, once again, I'm going to spell it out. Fortunately, the French are a very, besides very cultured people, 
and just an incredible history. I could go into so many things. I love the music. I love the food. It's just so much to love. <laughs> Not perfect. Not perfect. I mean, maybe it got a little crazy. Maybe Napoleon was a little crazy and really not into the whole <clears throat> the whole thing with the uh, the revolution. There um, got a little bit out of hand there at the end, or as they say, heads were flying. <laughs> Except they didn't know quite when to stop. <laughs> Apparently, a hell of a lot of heads had to fly. I guess, but. Uh, what they understand that apparently, and I say apparently, not necessarily, but apparently, um, unlike their American bovinish, I'm going to claim that word right here on the air that I invented it before anyone else patents it or takes it away. I'm making the claim bovinish. He was a bovinish individual. There you go. Um, yeah, um, what happens here, for instance, um, the government, uh, the president or local governments or whatnot, they could make some sort of uh, proclamation about how they're going to do something that's going to affect your civil liberties in one respect or another. And at best, um, at best, we get maybe a few thousand people together again and they're carrying the signs and they're screaming, not gonna take away my rights. And because they're particularly because they're isolated, you see, because unlike the French who have a lot of experience <laughs> with this sort of thing you know much older country and and they have a hell of a lot of experience with with what creeping authoritarianism does and it's a it's a constant battle against this this creeping authoritarianism and of course you know they don't come in guns blazing and start just doing all of these terrible things no, they found they know the way to do this is very slowly and incrementally take away your rights. Take away your pension. Just keep taking and taking, but do it slowly. And so you take this much of a chunk. Yeah, a few people come out and they're all pissed off. I said a few. And then it settles down because you prick them a little bit and prick them. But then they get their... their Okay, whatever. And then you settle back down and you wait a few months or a year, what have you. Then you make another huge thing, another attack on their civil liberties or, you know, basic human rights or their pensions or anything else that is for regular working people. And, and it's just a cycle and it just keeps repeating itself. And the difference, or at least what I perceive... The difference between the French is that they have the social awareness and they know their history. Because it's much like, um, it's like uh, Howard Zinn once said, is that one of the worst things about not knowing your history, that means, for instance, never reading a book, like you're too busy playing 
video games or looking at a screen ever since you were born. Well, the problem is, is you're doing that. It's like you were born yesterday. And if you were born yesterday, you can be told anything and you'll believe it because you don't have anything to compare it to. But fortunately, the mass of the French people, particularly with their own history of their own country, um, still, thankfully, still fresh in their minds, um, they don't forget. And they know how this stuff works. And that's why you have to have the mentality of as soon as they attack anything. I mean, I'm not applying this to America because we're too stupid for that. We're too, we are way too bovine. They've just overturned Roe v. Wade and it'll keep going. The rights, they will just, they'll just keep going till it's just one, you know, huge national police state. And then that's, that's it. And you're basically all the pretense comes off and you'll have to admit, yeah, you're, I'm a fucking slave. I'm nothing but a corporate slave. Not quite there yet, but almost there. We're getting there rapidly. So, yeah. Um, so what they do is, is uh, what the French people do is that even when it lifts its nasty head again to do something which is going to deleteriously, negatively affect their society or their loved ones or friends or whatnot because they are all together in their country and they see where the direction this is going and they try to nip it in the bud and they have a good track record of doing that and so they don't walk around it's not just a little thing with stupid ass fucking signs then the cops come out it's the same old tired bullshit and the cops come out and they you know they use the the hoses the you know fire trucks with hoses or pepper spray them or something and then they they whine they cry and they go running and that's it you know they do that a few times and that's all the will they have whereas the french if it really came push comes to shove will burn the fucking city to the ground let that sink in for a moment they're not joking do they want to no but sometimes when you have aggressors, um, such as Macron, I'm sorry, Macron, if I'm even saying that right, um, yeah, you are oftentimes put in a position that you cannot and should not take the so-called moral high road, which I believe that in and of itself is bullshit, because you can't always be one does not always have the luxury of being on your moral high horse about anything, especially when, you're, when your life and liberties are being threatened by tyrants. Sometimes, as Foucault once said, sometimes heads simply must roll. And, um, yeah, so there's something refreshing about that. And like I said in my previous broadcast, I, I talked about that, uh, the kind of thing you don't see uh, in America, or you certainly don't see enough of it. 
But the huge difference there is they shut, they threaten everything. Garbage collection, buses, everything. That's how you nip it in the bud, or at least that's what's worked in the past. And you have to have the fortitude to stick it out. Is it easy? No. Is it is it necessarily a good thing? No, not in the short term. Does it uh, inconvenience some people or make their life hell? Yes. Is it, though, the better overall action to take? You bet your ass it is. And even the French the, them, themselves, as the trash piles up and the city stinks and people can't make it to emergency services, but they still understand. They understand that the oligarchs who control Macron and and the other uh, little patriarchs that you know that that are running this show on the level on the small level, they understand that people, the citizens, are going to do this, and what they're doing basically is making their own bet to push their agenda versus whether or not the people will have the courage and the will to suffer through all of this and not to collapse so they have to hold basically it's like um, a real living Maginot line and they've got to hold the line because once you go down the hippity hoppity path of concessions like America did because Christ I don't off the top of my head I don't think it wasn't the term um, at least as far as I remember in um, in the com- and I'm saying in the common political parlance, it didn't even really get started in common usage until around the mid to late '70s when they started with that fucking phrase known as bipartisanism and that other catchphrase of of ass kissing. We're going to reach across the aisle. Mm. Here we go, reaching. And so they've basically been, you know, thrusting a a big fucking red, white, and blue flag up our ass ever since. And wages have went to shit. Wages have stagnated since 1978. Think about that, my fellow Americans. Your Real-world living wage has remained as stagnant going back to about 1978. And it's getting worse. And it's going to continue to get worse. Because your overlords, on case of fairness, great partisanship, and the whole kumbaya bullshit thing. They come around and they say, jump. And you say, how high, sir? But fortunately, not in France. Um, you know, because I, maybe they're just well-read and intelligent. But they, they see, they apparently see the writing on the wall. 
And uh, yes, you you simply don't you you cannot acquiesce to the the bullies. My only thing about this that I wonder. I would really love somebody from France, or maybe an expat, <laughs> um, because then I because I don't speak French, and I I, I might I might I may possibly strain to uh, understand a um, a French person's English, although they they may be very good with their English English, but it'd be really good if there was an expat currently living, say, in Paris and that had their finger on the pulse of the people, you know, I don't, I don't know, but it would do me a lot of good if I, I could hear something from their point of view. But as far as I know, as far as what I know from history, from what I can tell from the people, they are instantly able to recognize bullshit. I don't care what word salads you throw at it and how they try to justify it and all the reasons that, that the criminals want to take more from you. They want to take more of your retirement money. They want to take more of your golden years. <clears throat> so they raise the retirement age and then we're going to, we're going to raise the retirement age and then we're going to cut some benefits over here. And they're just going, but the whole idea is to rape more money from you. See, that's what I'm trying to get at. Fuck all the details of it. The point is to steal from you and to put it in their pockets. Because that's the way it works here in the States. Make no doubt about it. They'll say, oh, well, no, it's being put into this project. No, it goes into their pockets or the military. Pretty much. Military, pharmaceutical, any of the big, already obscenely wealthy thing, it goes to them. Doesn't go to you. This is not Robin Hood. This is Hood Robin. Their goal is always to take from you. And so they're trying, you know, the, the oligarchs, of course, the same playbook. So they're doing the same thing in France. But the difference is that basically the attitude of the French is they say, you know, fuck you. And yes, we will... If the social services aren't enough, we will burn the city to the ground. It is, after all, our fucking city. And you think about that for a moment. Just everyone out, just think about that, despite all of its grandeur of everything, of all of it. It doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean a thing, no matter no matter what it was at the time and the intentions when it was built, maybe, you know, 100 years ago or 150 or 200 years ago. I don't think anyone in their right mind, for instance, would want to see the Louvre burned to the ground or the Eiffel Tower or any of these things that have become so iconoclastic throughout the world and easily instantly recognizable as French. But in the final analysis, what I'm saying is that those things in real terms don't matter. They don't matter for Dick if you have no liberty. None of it matters. All the beautiful things of the past, they don't matter. They especially don't matter 
if they don't represent what they were in initially intended to represent in the first place. That's my feeling. So, again, all these wonderful iconic structures, you know, does any right-thinking person, correct thing, a rational person want to see them destroyed? No. But they are pointless in and of themselves if they are neutered, if what they represent is ultimately meaningless, then they're just shells. They're just standing shells of values or ideas of goodness or greatness or integrity or anything. They're just shadows of themselves. Then you've lost, it doesn't matter. That's my opinion. It would be better in a city to have it uh, leveled to the ground and have to start all over again than to give it to the enemy. That is why, that is exactly what the Russians did with the French as they were invading, and it worked. And the Russians also used the same tactic with the Germans in World War II. Because initially, the Germans coming in and they just were just rolling over huge, huge tracts of land and mileage. But what they didn't, apparently, in, in their lust for uh, gaining all this territory, and they just they let them come on in. But as the Russians, as best they could, were retreating and burned every source of, of food or fuel or anything useful as they went. That is, that is something that has been done many, many, countless times, um, not just in modern warfare, but in times past. So, the idea that's put forth on this, this, this idiotic clickbait video that's put across and saying, you know, what the hell's wrong with those unappreciative French people? Meaning what is implied, don't be like them. You don't want to be like those crazy French people. They all just simply want to do nothing and live off the state. When, actually, nothing could be further from the truth. And, um, I, I don't, uh, I don't appreciate this at all. If I seem even the least bit bothered or worked up by this, there is a reason, and that reason is because I cannot stand any sort of irrational arguments being put forth as truth when they're not. It is strictly propaganda. And trying to influence 
other nations, particularly here in America, that's that's one of the worst. It's it's just disgraceful. We'll just call it what it is. It's just goddamn disgraceful. And they don't care. Organizations, the Wall Street Journal or any of its other sister companies, they don't care because the only thing here, it is profit. That's it. That is God. That is God and Magog and the Alpha and the Omega. All of it. So when you have something that utterly unprincipled, they don't care. They will just tell you things that are lies and deceptions. And it also helps if you can throw in a nice a nice coating of what I call the nice chocolatey warmth of the ego boosting, you know, bullshit. Because they always that's that's like the last layer <clears throat> that you can for all of you people that are that are uh, searching for any kind of uh, vicarious identification, let's say, I hate it. It's just I have so many cram packed, so many words. It's just a tirade, just a flood of all the terms that I could use for this. But um, they want to lay this on you as a virtue that you. Aren't you glad you're not like those funny French people? Look, they're they're just all crazy and they're they're striking on the buses and they're striking on the trains and they're striking they're striking on the garbage collection. My god, what a deluded and barbaric people they must be. Aren't you glad to be an American? Aren't you just so glad that when we have a strike it's nice. It's orderly. Well, most of the time. Hmm. They allow us, we, like little children, we come out, we have our signs. Hmm. We have our little signs, whatever they say. Sometimes we get a little more agitated and then they, they pepper spray us and zip tie us and haul us off and, and then we forget all about it and have to sign a release and promise to be good children again. Hmm. Do you see the difference? Because they're de dealing with, as an adult, not as children. Those people are dealing with the realities. They can see where this is going. They can see very clearly the writing on the wall. They can see where this is going. And they're saying no. They don't they don't even let this get this train, this insanity. They don't let it, they don't want it to get any growth or more or, or momentum. That they nip it in the bud. And that's why. I believe, as I did a few days ago, the same, the same thing is, you know, you nip it in the bud and you don't let these things get out of control in the first place. 
Anyhow, sorry, I'm just kind of upset. I'll be okay. Vive la France. I'm out of here. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care. I'm out of here.